Hi, this is Emily with the Limitless Female Podcast. You are listening to episode 40, How to Change Your Thoughts. Woman, welcome. If you're a mama who is feeling all the feels of motherhood, the ups and downs of hormones, and maybe even depression, then you are in the right place. Limitless Female is your confident inner voice, helping you master your mood and create the epic life that calls you. My goal is to show you just how enough you are so you can show up limitless in your own life. Let's get started. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited you're here. I'm excited to share with you guys today the podcast I actually wrote for last week. But last week, I had all these like fiery, exciting ideas to share with you. So I shared this with you last week. And this week, this podcast has been burning a hole in my pocket. I am ready to share it with you guys. So first of all, I want to say thank you so much to all of my listeners and for the amazing reviews you guys have left, for sharing it. It like just warms my heart when I see that you guys have shared a podcast um, because I think of, I think of you and how it mattered enough to you to share it. So hopefully these tools are, are changing your life. And then I think about all the people you love who now get to come listen and learn these tools like I did and how they changed my life. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing the podcast. If you have not left a review, go ahead and do that. Even if it's just clicking five stars, that is really useful because if every single one of you guys left a review, it would help so many people find the podcast because I have such a good amount of listeners. You guys are such an awesome Limitless Female family. Um, And all we need is for you guys to click five stars or to leave a review. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear what episodes have helped you, um, what you agree with, you know, something that you're confused about or you don't agree with, I love to hear all of it. So put that in the reviews. Um, If you slide below, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you should see somewhere where you can leave a review. So go ahead and do that and I will love you forever. I love you anyways, but I'll love you even more if you leave a review. (laughs) Okay, so this week we're gonna talk about how to change your thoughts. And this came to me because my clients are constantly saying, okay, okay, but let's get to the good part, right? How do I change my thought? I hear you. I hear you that my thought is not serving me. I I see that thinking this is creating some negative emotion for me. It's making me have some behavior I don't like, like yelling at my kids or reacting to people. And I don't want to react anymore. I want to choose to act. So tell me what that new thought is, okay? First of all, I can't just give you a new thought. I can't do that because a thought that serves me might not serve you, right? This thought I have about depression, that depression is not a big deal and everybody has depression, that thought has served me really well recently, but in the past, that thought did not serve me. There was a time when me believing that a lot of people have depression made me feel like, well, everyone has their stuff going on. How am I supposed to reach out and tell people I need help or I'm lonely um, when everybody has their own stuff, right? That's what that thought meant to me, okay? Now it makes me feel like I am not alone and there's nothing unique or crazy or unsolvable about my depression. 
So I think all the time depression is not a big deal. It's not a big deal because it's common. It's not a big deal because everybody I know knows somebody or has depression. Depression is literally our normal mental health at the moment or struggle or frustration because most of us don't know um, how to allow emotion. So we create a lot of extra heavy emotion on top of something that would simply be um, sadness or overwhelm, right? Or worry. And we turn that into depression and um, anxiety, right? Like emotions that are really made up of a lot of secondary emotions, emotions created by believing you shouldn't feel that way or how you're feeling isn't normal. Okay. So that work I do here is helping you normalize your mood and realize that every way you're feeling is exactly right. And then teaching you how to actually feel and process that instead of creating more emotion by resisting it. Because that really is the issue, you guys. Most of what we feel is because we believe we shouldn't be feeling that way and we shouldn't be showing up the way we are showing up. That's what most our life experience is made of. Can you guys relate? Like, can you think about times when you're like, I mean, I think probably... 500 times an hour, I'm thinking I shouldn't be or do something or I should be different than I am. You guys have those thoughts? I think everybody does, especially mothers, right? Because our drive to be a good mom has us constantly looking for the things that we're not doing well, except for we don't believe we're not doing the things well. We believe we aren't well, right? We aren't good enough. We could be better. Not there are things I want to do better, but I could be better or I could be a better mom, which we equate with I'm not good enough because who I am is a mom, right? Not I do mom things, I take care of my kids, but I am a mom. So if I'm not doing a good job, I'm not good. Yeah? Do you guys sometimes think that? So I can't just offer you a new thought because it has to be a thought you believe, right? And we can't just move on to the good thinking Because it's not effective. And sometimes I'll have clients come to me and say, you know, I know I've tried really hard to think positive about the situation. I've tried to really let go of this hurt this person caused me. I've tried to move on and it just doesn't work. And my clients would be right. The belief that we can just improve our mindset and be positive is not actually effective. Okay, Um, it can help in the short term, but really is the same thing as willpower, right? Or fake it till you make it or just put a smile on until you feel happy. Those things are effective in the short term, like very momentarily, right? But the reason they're not effective long term is because you have not gained awareness of the actual reason you're feeling negative emotion, right? You're like, let's move on to the good stuff. Let's Think positive. Let's find the silver lining. It's all going to be okay. And those negative thoughts that you also think are just true, like, yeah, but it's not really okay, right? Those thoughts we have not found and we have not disproven or taken a look at them or questioned them. And so they will keep coming up, which is what we call triggers. Things will keep happening that will kind of pull those thoughts from your lizard brain or your lower brain right into like into the spotlight, 
right? Oh, look, see, I was right. She doesn't really care about me, right? That thought's going to keep coming up. See, she doesn't care about me. I tried to think positively about her. I tried to see why she cares about me, but look, she's done it again. It is true. She doesn't care about me. I knew deep down it was true. I was trying to think positive, but see, it is, right? So it's not very effective just to move on to the good stuff. Okay, so I've taught you guys a lot about the current model, your current model you are in, right? Which consists of your circumstance, whatever's going on outside of you that's very factual, the exact words somebody has said, right? The exact temperature outside, the exact number of cars in traffic, your exact weight on a scale, um, you know, the exact situation you are in right? Financially, the exact number of dollars in your bank account and the exact number of dollars that you are, that you owe, right? If you have a credit card or you have loans, things like that. Those are all your circumstance, right? And then we have a thought about them. We have a positive or negative thought, really just a thought that serves us and a thought that doesn't serve us. Okay. Then from that thought, not from the circumstance, the circumstance is neutral. That's why a lot of us have different emotions about the same situation. We have a thought about that neutral circumstance and then we create an emotion for ourselves. Now, emotions are like the fuel we put in the gas tank. So when we feel something, we create an action. It drives us to behave a certain way, which will look like acting, reacting, buffering or inaction, right? So we, we act a certain way because of the way we feel. And then of course, the way you act is going to create a result for you every single time, right? The way you act always creates a result. So this is your current model, right? This is how you think and feel right now, which is super effective to look at, to figure out why you have the results that you have in your life right? Why you feel disconnected, why you don't have friends, why you keep yelling at your kids, why you can't lose weight, why, um, you know, you keep binging and purging, why you're pushing your spouse away, why you, anything that you has you in the result line that you are creating for yourself, why you're creating that, right? why you haven't even sold your house. Do you guys know that's in the result line? That you could create that? Put it in the model. I'm telling you guys, you guys are creating the sell or lack of sale in your house or your business, right? The money you make, you are creating that money. Did you know that? This is good news, you guys. If you are creating the money in your life, that means when you don't have money, you're also creating it, which means you have the power to make more money if you need it. Do you know this? Because remember, your actions create your results. Your actions come from your feelings. Your feelings come from your thoughts, which you choose. They're not true or false. And then there's just that circumstance, right? Whatever your current job is, whatever your current boss is paying you, however many current clients you have, that's your circumstance. That has nothing to do with your result. Your result comes from what you think about your current money, okay? And I'm going to dive into that in a different podcast. We'll talk more about money and how you create it and all of that jazz, because I think that that is so important right now. Um, But we have this current model, which is super helpful in showing us 
what's going on right now. Then we have this intentional model, right? Which is how do we want to think and feel? What do we want our result to be, right? And so that's the part people are really anxious to get to. They're like, Emily, tell me. Let's make a current, an intentional model, right? Like, okay, well, what should I think, right? And, and I want to feel this way, so how do I feel this way? Like, just get me there, okay? And the thing is, trying to jump to a new thought with that, without really understanding your current model, it's like, I'm going to give you two examples because one I came up with and one I think is really funny and gross. Okay, so <laughs> one is if you're sitting in a car and it's full of trash like that Febreze commercial, but somebody has Febreze in there, that's really awesome. It really shows that Febreze is awesome, right? <laughs> Except your car is so gross, right? You need to go and get your car cleaned, right? So it doesn't matter if you douse your car in Febreze and it smells amazing when you have your blindfold on, the car is still dirty, right? That's what it's like when we haven't examined our current thought and we just move on to a more positive thought. We've got some Febreze, the car smells amazing. We've really found some amazing thoughts to help us, you know, love our sister-in-law and we feel great, right? Because we believe the thought, you know? We're like, you know what? She is doing the best she can. I like that thought. Let's go there, right? Except for you have this other thought that sister-in-laws shouldn't behave that way, right? You you think you know the way a sister should behave because you know the way you behave as a sister, right? See so this little rule book for how a sister-in-law behaves. But you found this new thought. She's doing the best she can, okay? And you believe that thought. You feel good, right? You got some Febreze in the car. It smells amazing. And then all of a sudden, your sister-in-law does that thing again, right? She buys the same outfit as you. Rude. <laughs> I don't know. You guys, personally, I really like matching people. So um, I don't think that's rude. I actually like really love it. I'm like, we're going to be twinners. My sister was always like, seriously, I don't want to. I'm like, this is so cute. <laughs> we're going to match each other. So when we have that new thought, it's awesome. It can create an emotion for us, except for then when our sister-in-law shows up that same way again, we still have this thought that we don't recognize is an optional thought. We think it's just true that sister-in-laws shouldn't buy your exact same outfit or shouldn't name their child the same name as you, <laughs> right? They shouldn't choose the same name as your child when they name their child. Or maybe they shouldn't veto a name for you. Like you can't name your child this, right? Because this is the name I want to name my child. You're like, sister-in-law shouldn't do that. So you love her. Everything's fine until she does that thing again. And you still think it's just a fact that sister-in-law shouldn't behave that way, right? You've taken off the blindfold and it's like, there's your messy car again and you're back to square one, right? And you notice you're back to waiting for your sister-in-law to change to feel better. It's a super powerless place to be. You don't have any power. You were literally just creating some kind of a joy, but the joy only lasted as long as your sister-in-law followed your rules, right? So another example is like if you're standing in manure, right? And you have a nose plug on and you can't smell the manure, right? That's what it's like when you just think a new thought and it's great. It makes you feel better, except for you're still standing in manure, right? Like it's not really effective. And so when, 
when people believe like, yeah, 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 this positive thinking stuff, it's not very effective. I agree with you. It's not very effective which is why I gravitated so strongly to these coaching tools because all of a sudden I was like, oh, they got it right. They got all of it right, right? They realized that it's not enough to just think something positive because I've always been like a really positive person. But you have to recognize that the things you think are just true, a lot of them are just optional thoughts. So we have to disprove and take a look at those optional thoughts, right? Now, if you're like me, when you start to declutter your house, it gets a little overwhelming, right? It's like you start to do the closet and it's like, whoa, like you open one bin and then you start to kind of get in a hurry, right? You're like, today I'm just going to go through this one bin, but you open that bin and you feel like, oh, all these things need to go somewhere. So you find some papers and you're like, I need a place to put special papers. So you're like looking for a, you know, memory book upstairs, right? And you're like, oh, I don't have a memory book for this last child that we forgot about. (laughs) So you're like, I need to go to the store and get a memory book, right? It becomes very overwhelming when you get into it, right? And that's where I see people get in a hurry to find the new thought. They're like, help me find the new thought because this old thought makes me feel yucky and they feel like they're in a hurry. They're like, this is overwhelming. I've opened the doors to my very dirty house. I see all the cobwebs and yucky thoughts and let's clean them out quickly. And so they think, let's find the new thought, right? They're like, let's spray the Febreze and step out of the manure. Yeah. (laughs) I'm meshing all of the metaphors together, right? But we can't, being in a hurry just makes us shut the doors, right? And go to the store and buy tons of cleaning supplies, right? It doesn't let us stay in the house because we think it's a problem that we're feeling negative. We think it's a problem that we have these thoughts. We think it's a problem that we have negative emotion at all. And so we think if the solution is think something positive, let's do that. But I want you guys to know the solution is not thinking something positive. The solution is awareness. It's leaving the doors open on the cobweb old house. It's taking off your nose plug and smelling the manure. Yeah. It's taking off the blindfold and seeing all the trash in your car, right? It's sitting down in front of your computer and looking at your budget, right? Awareness is the tool to feel better. It's not actually, right, thinking a positive thought. Yeah? It's not actually being like, we're not going to spend money on Amazon this month. It's not actually effective, right? What's effective is knowing how much money did we spend on Amazon last month, yeah? Awareness is the most important part. Okay, so what I want you guys to do is I want you first to create a thought download or a brain dump. So about a particular situation, right? If you're struggling with your sister-in-law, let's stay with that one. I want you to write down everything that you are thinking about her or that you think is creating your feelings and causing the problem, right? Not a journal entry, not this, then this, then this happened, but I feel this way and I'm frustrated because of this and this isn't fair and why would somebody do this? I would never do this, right? I want you to just write it all down and I don't want you to coach yourself through it. I don't want you to be like, well, I shouldn't think that, 
okay? Or, well, Emily would tell me that that's just a thought, okay? Emily's full of baloney. Right now is your brain dump. You write down everything that you think and you feel that's going on in your head because this is the awareness part, okay? This is the part where we're opening the doors to the house and we're looking inside. So do not monitor yourself. And you guys, shame will really slow down this process of awareness. Believing that you shouldn't think or feel something. I got to tell you, since I've been doing this work, I've been sharing more with my husband and I've been thinking more about my thoughts, those thoughts that are really, really, really deep down because I know I shouldn't think them. And it's very scary. And I like sharing them with him because he knows about this work as well. So I tell him like, well, I'm just sharing a thought with you. I'm not going to act on it. I actually intellectually don't think it's true, but that thought's there, right? Isn't that interesting? And you don't have to share it with your spouse, right? But this thought download is your opportunity to write down something that you think is not okay to think, right? We don't need a cleaning lady to come in and clean your house, okay? We need you to clean it so you appreciate how much work it takes to clean it and what created the cobwebs so it stays clean, right? So I want you to know what all those thoughts are, those sneaky thoughts, right? Like my sister-in-law should be more like me and I'm the best sister-in-law, right? And I'm better than her. Like what are those thoughts that you have deep down that you don't think are okay? I want you to get rid of the shame and know that you are amazing and you have lots of crazy thoughts running around in your head, okay? And it has nothing to do with who you are. It's just a reflection of your primitive brain doing its job. And it's like you have a toddler running around in your brain with a permanent marker and it's marking all over the walls, right? We got to get a hold of that toddler and we can't do that unless we write down what everything's going on in your brain, okay? Okay, so after you've done your thought download, okay, we need to neutralize the enemy, okay? We need to come into the dirty house and we need to throw bleach everywhere, and clean it, right? We're not just going to start organizing and taking things out and buying new bins. The part I like to get to, right? I love to get the part where we go to the organization store and we go to Target and we get all the cute baskets, right? You know what happens? I get home. Those baskets don't fit anywhere. They don't fit any of my spots. It's so annoying. (laughs) So we're not going to do that. First, we're going to clean and we're going to neutralize the enemy. Okay. So This looks like noticing what you think is just true and what is actually true, right? We look at those thoughts on the paper and I want you to separate out what is factual, meaning everyone in the world would agree. Not everyone in your world, right? But everyone in the entire world would agree, right? So if you think your sister-in-law is the worst, right? I want you to ask yourself, does everyone in the world agree? Is there anybody that thinks she's just amazing, right? Is there anybody that thinks she's doing a great job or that that's exactly how sister-in-laws act? I'm sure there is, yeah? Their husband probably definitely thinks that they're awesome, right? And that they're doing it right. And by the way, they are awesome, right? But as far as their behavior goes, right? We couldn't prove in a court of law that she's doing it wrong. She's being a sister-in-law 
incorrectly, right? So if everyone in the world would not agree, if we can't be proven in a court of law, then it is a thought. So I want you to take that thought download and I want you to separate out all the thoughts and all of the facts. Facts would be like, she said, quote, don't name your kid Georgia. I'm using that name because my sister vetoed that name for me many, many years ago. (laughs) She'll laugh when she hears this. So if she says, quote, don't name your child Georgia, that goes in the factual circumstance line, right? It could be proven in a court of law if we had like a reality TV show going and a roll of video or, you know, I was recording here on my phone. Not to say that I was, but maybe, right? So that's circumstance, right? Thoughts are all the things that maybe we thought were true, like sister-in-law shouldn't act that way, but you know what? They're thoughts, right? So we're going to make a list, thoughts and circumstances. Now to neutralize, we're going to look at all of the circumstances, okay? And we're going to ask ourselves, who might think differently than me about this? right? We just want to get a grasp that this circumstance, or like I said, neutralize the enemy, that this circumstance is neutral. We want to start to notice that it is not inherently negative, right? But people have negative and positive thoughts about it. This is important to do because if we know it's neutral, it means it's not actually creating our emotions and our life, Okay, so if I can look at her saying, don't name your child Georgia, and I can say, who would not be offended by that, right? Well, somebody who didn't want to name their child Georgia for sure, right? She wouldn't care, right? Or maybe somebody who's not her sister-in-law would be like, okay, and they may still name their child Georgia. They'd be like, I love you and I don't care, right? I'm going to name them Georgia anyways, right? So we got to look at the circumstance and figure out who would feel and think differently than I have about this because we got to kind of neutralize that circumstance. Now, what happens when we don't neutralize it, you guys, is we end up trying to think a positive thought about what we still think is a negative circumstance. So if we still think that it's not okay and it's a negative thing for a sister-in-law to veto a baby name, then even if we find a thought we believe, like we talked about earlier, you know, like she's doing the best she can, or, you know, she really loves that name and that's okay. If we still think that it's not kind and it's not okay and it's a negative thing for her to veto a baby name, then it doesn't matter. All the positive thoughts in the world will not fix this negative circumstance. I want you guys to know though, it is just a circumstance because it's provable in a court of law. So that means it is neutral. Okay. If you guys are confused, I want you to think about another one. This is a big one. So we're talking about if, what about abortion, right? Um, I'm Christian. I'm LD, member of the Latter-day Saint Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I just said that really weird, but you guys know what I'm talking about. And um, I, I have strong feelings about abortion based on my beliefs, right? And Um, but I do know that abortion is a neutral circumstance, right? Meaning it does not create an emotion within me. If somebody told me they got an abortion, I might feel a certain way, but that feeling's not coming from the abortion itself, 
It's coming from a thought I have about it, right? Whether that thought is like, I feel for this person, that's such a hard thing to go through, or I feel for this this little spirit, this baby, right? Whatever that thought is, I'm going to have an emotion about it because of the thought. And you guys, we know that this is true. If you struggle with that idea, we know abortion is a neutral circumstance that does not create our feelings because many people have different thoughts about abortion and different feelings, right? And at different times in their life, they're going to have different thoughts and different feelings about it because abortion itself is neutral. It's also the same reason why when someone gets an abortion and I don't hear about it, I don't feel those emotions of loss or pain or sorrow or um, empathy, right? Because I haven't heard about it and had a thought about it yet, right? So we got to neutralize that circumstance. Okay, so now we're going to take a look at that sneaky thought that's actually the cause of the problem. Okay, so once we've neutralized the circumstance, that gets thrown over to the side. Now we want to look and find what thought in our thought list is actually creating our feeling. Okay, so if I'm feeling angry, then I'm going to find what thought about my sister-in-law is making me feel angry. Um, Let's say the thought is, She should care more about what I think, okay? So the first tip I want to give you guys to changing a thought or thinking a new thought. I told you guys, of course, first we got to figure out what the thought is that's causing the problem, okay? Instead of just thinking my sister-in-law is lovely, we got to identify that we think she should be different than she is. So if this is the culprit, I want to teach you guys how to think a new thought for your intentional model. So the first tip I want to give you is to add a disclaimer. So my sister-in-law should care more about what I think is the thought. And a disclaimer might be, is just a sentence in my brain. Okay. So my sister-in-law should care more about what I think is just an optional sentence in my brain. Okay. That's one of the things you can add on to the thought. It just starts to wiggle it loose. Okay. Another disclaimer might be, is just a thought. My sister-in-law should care more about what I think is just a thought and not a fact. Okay. Um, Another one that we can add on is yet. It doesn't work perfectly with this thought, but um, she doesn't care what I think yet, or she doesn't care what I think right now and that's okay, right? And that's okay would be that extra disclaimer. It just makes it a little easier. We're just slowly laddering our way up to a better thought. And remember, it's only better for you if it creates a better outcome. So if I believe that she doesn't care what I think could be wrong or is just a thought or is a sentence in my brain, or she doesn't care what I think and that's okay, if that's the new thought, I'm slowly getting closer to a thought that will serve me far better than believing she should be different than she is. The second way that we can start to ladder our way up and create a better thought that's going to serve us better is to entertain possibility, okay? We would add something to the beginning of a thought, like it's possible that, or... It could be true that. 
the way that I find these new thoughts is I start to think, who thinks differently about this and what do they think, right? So maybe it's possible that my sister-in-law does care what I think. It's possible that she doesn't know I want to use that baby name. It's possible that having a sister-in-law that acts different than me is good, (laughs) right? It's possible that I don't want everyone in the world to show up the way I show up, yeah? Or it could be true that she cares what I think. It could be true that I need to share this with her and that's why she hasn't changed. It could be true that her keeping that baby name is not the reason I'm feeling this way, right? We're just sort of entertaining possibility in order to wiggle that old thought loose and work our way up the ladder to a thought that serves us better, okay? Now, the last way I want to share with you is when we have a really strong belief or a belief is just a thought you're super well-practiced at thinking and it has become a belief because you have thought it so many times. Okay, so if you have something that is a belief, you've thought it for a very long time, right? Like my husband creates my feelings. That's a belief a lot of us have, right? We do believe that if he comes home and he's super um, involved in work still and he's on the phone and he's telling us all about work, we believe that's why we feel disconnected. We believe he's creating that disconnection for us. Or if our child ignores us, we sometimes have a belief that that's why we yell because our child ignores us, right? Because we just thought it so many times, we think it's true. So sometimes when this is the case, I don't want you to disprove it, right? Like this isn't true. I want you to keep that thought, like let's just say, okay, that thought's true. Let's just pretend it's true. What else is true? Okay, like, um, for example, I gave this quote, this scripture in our lesson or podcast last week, but Nephi in the scripture says, I do not know the meaning of all things, but I know God loves his children, right? So he didn't try to disprove the idea that he doesn't understand the meaning of all things. He didn't try to decide, I do know the meaning of all things. I do know the reason that Heavenly Father does everything. He didn't try to do that. Because he wouldn't have believed that, right? And it wouldn't have served him very well. He said, I don't know why things happen. I am still confused. I don't understand everything. I don't have the answers to everything. I haven't received revelation on everything. And yet another thought I have is God loves his children, right? So sometimes that helps me, especially with body image, right? When I'm like, I feel overweight and uncomfortable and I don't always love my body. That might be a thought I have. And also, I know that Heavenly Father made me perfect, right? And my body does not determine my worth. So both those thoughts are true. And because there's some cognitive dissonance there between those two, that gap starts to get smaller and smaller. Because I promise you, you believe the other one a lot more than you believe the one that's not serving you, right? You believe that your worth is unchanging. It's just that you haven't applied that particular belief to the idea that your body isn't right, 
right? You just haven't applied that idea. You believe that everyone's a child of God and yet you haven't applied that idea to your sister-in-law. So as soon as you believe my sister-in-law is doing it wrong and yet we are all children of God doing our very best and sometimes our best is horrible, right? If I have those two thoughts, the second one starts to cancel out the first one. Now, the last way is to take ownership of what you think, right? So if the thought is, they don't think I can handle it, you can change that thought to, I think I can handle it, right? It takes ownership because you believing that it matters what they think is really the problem, right? So instead of trying to disprove and be like, no, they do think I can handle it. They do think I'm amazing. That might be difficult to do, right? Because you have all this evidence piled up that they don't think you can handle it. So instead, I want you to decide what you think you can do, right? I think I can handle it. Like for another example, you can be like, my spouse doesn't trust me. That might be difficult to disprove because you might have a lot of evidence showing that your spouse doesn't trust you. But instead of trying to disprove that, let's create a new thought that is about you. I trust me, right? Or how about what do you think about your spouse? My spouse doesn't trust me. I trust my spouse. It matters much more, you guys, what you think about you and what you think about other people than what they think about you, right? Or they don't like me. Let's not try to disprove the fact that they don't like you because you've created a lot of situations and your brain has been searching for all the different times they've shown they don't like you. So let's not disprove that. Let's say they don't like me and let's change it to I like me. They're going to think that I look ridiculous in this bathing suit. Let's not try to guess and change what we think they're going to think. Let's decide, do I think I look ridiculous in this bathing suit? Right? That's the part that matters. I don't think I look ridiculous. I like this bathing suit. Okay? So those are just some steps to, har- to start giving you a little push and a little bit of um, encouragement and some stepping stones to get you on that we call it a thought ladder or a thought bridge to your intentional model, right? What you want to think that's going to create the emotion you want to feel, that's going to help you show up the way you want to show up, which is usually acting instead of reacting or buffering or inaction, which is going to ultimately create the results you want, which would be like an amazing relationship with your sister-in-law or trusting your husband again or not yelling at your kids or losing the weight, right? Or going and shopping for clothes that actually fit you now while you're trying to lose the weight because I promise you that's so much more fun than waiting. (laughs) It's taught me that I I kind of stopped being like, oh, I got to lose the weight to fit in the cute clothes and look cute. And I thought, no, these stores are just doing it wrong. I'm going to find a store that flatters my figure because I know I see pictures and magazines and videos of girls that are super curvy and I think they're adorable. So I'm going to make myself look like that, curvy, right? But that only came from a thought believing that I don't love my body and then also putting it next to the thought, and yet my body's amazing, right? So those both can't be true at the same time and eventually that first one drops off. All right, you guys, don't forget to leave a review. And if you want more help, I am a one-on-one coach for mamas with 
any kind of mood disorder or just struggling with your mood. Because a lot of us suffer because we think that because we have the ideal life, because we're a member of the church, because we have the gospel, because we have our kids, because we're married, because we have the house and the dog, and my husband has a steady job, or any of those things that we shouldn't feel sad. Guess what? We do though, right? We should feel sad because we do. I look around us and a lot of us are suffering. We're struggling. So if you need help with that, if you want some tools to help you find joy, to help you access the atonement, to help you access these thoughts about you that are also true, right? That you're amazing, that you're wonderful, that you're perfect anyways, and that will stick with you even when these triggers come up. I got you, girl. Okay, so there is a link below. Click it, grab a free session with me, and I will share with you how I will adapt my program to your specific needs, what that would look like, what that would cost, all that. All right, y'all have a beautiful week. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. If you have questions about anything you've learned here on the podcast or want help with something going on in your own life, hop on a free coaching call with me. In just 30 minutes, you'll have real tools for your unique situation. Go to LimitlessFemaleCoaching.com forward slash work with me, or you can find a link in the show notes below. Spots are limited, so grab one before you miss it.